In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, Paul says, I discipline my body and make it my slave. You know, we often forget, guys, that God has called us to steward the bodies he gave us so that we'll be ready, healthy, and spiritually dangerous to fight the good fight, whether it's working at your job, serving your God, protecting your bride, or being a great dad to your kids. That's why we're so excited to partner with Mountain Tough Fitness Lab. Mountain Tough Fitness Lab is run by Christian men who are passionate about training you to be your best version and to stay dangerous and ready for God. Join me on my journey by going to mountaintough.com. That's M-T-N-T-O-U-G-H and getting your free six-week trial when you type in the code ARENA30. You won't be disappointed. Stay dangerous. Men, what are the top books that you read? What, what are your go-to resources? Today, I'm going to share with you my top 17 books for men. It's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who was actually in the arena, whose face is marked by dust and sweat and blood. From Men in the Arena, it's Equipping Men in 10. Our conviction is to call you into the arena of manhood, call you out of the faceless, nameless bleachers, and call you up to be the best version of you. Because when a man gets it, everyone wins. Enjoy today's episode. Men in the Arena Army, we salute you. Hey guys, thanks for listening to this episode of the Men in the Arena podcast. I'm Jim Ramos. I am your guide and host of Spotify's number one podcast for Christian men, helping you become your best version inside the stress bubble of life and beyond. Welcome to our show. Hey, before we get into the meat of this Equipping Men in 10 podcast, I want to read you one of our hero stories. Now, remember, we are collecting 365 hero stories in 2023, one a day. And when we use your hero story, if you hit us up at our website, give us your physical address, we will send you some swag just to say thank you. Hey, this is hero story number 73 from Jay. He emailed us at info at menandarena.org and he said, I wish this podcast existed when I first got married or even before that. I would have learned more about real manhood. Men in the Arena has impacted me in an unimaginable way. Man, that's cool. I work as a truck driver delivering groceries to, uh, I work as a truck driver delivering gro to grocery stores. And as soon as I start driving, I press that play button on your podcast. This is pretty interesting. I was born in Brazil, he writes, but came to America very young. I've never had parents or nobody teaching me the Bible. And through your program, I've realized how important it is. Man, Jay, thank you so much, man. Hit us up. We want to send you some swag. So I want to jump into the meat of this podcast, guys. So the meat of this podcast is about the top books that I read. You know, for the past 25 years, I've read at the minimum 30 books a year, uh, as much as 60 books a year in 2022. What I want to share with you is what I have experienced to be my top books, and, and I'll tell you why. So there are a couple measuring rods I use for how, how good a book is. One is... Is it something that I've read more than once? Is it a book that I quote often? Is it a book that has a movie produced after it? And when I see that movie, I want to watch it over and over again because I was so engaged in the book. So these are some of the measurements that I use when I pick my best or my top books. So in today's podcast, I'm going to tell you about two Bible options, three biographical adventure options, six fiction books, and six nonfiction books. Again, these are all my top picks out of the, all the books I've read over the course of my life. 
So as far as the Bible options, on our website, menarena.org, we sell a Bible that I hand-selected for men. I wanted a Bible, first of all, that was made out of genuine leather, that we had our brand stamped on it, like our seal of approval. I wanted a Bible translation that was easy for men to read, yet it wasn't watered down. Uh, This translation that I chose is the New Living Translation. It's what I use every day in my one-year Bible. It's the New Living Translation Filament Bible. What is really unique about this Bible is the app that you put on your smartphone and you just scroll that over the icon on every page of the Bible and it opens up a world of maps and of comments and of study notes and of commentary. So you have a a library at your hands when you're reading the Bible. In fact, one of my guys is in a Bible study right now and his leader keeps getting angry at him because he wants them to use his commentary and my buddy's got the filament Bible and he has a world of uh, books at his disposal through this one uh, filament Bible. So I highly recommend it. The other one I'm gonna go with is I've just started reading. I love, as you know, the blended versions of the Gospels. These are these are books where people take the four Gospels and blend them together in a harmony, and you read them as a story. And the one I'm really excited right now about is The Chosen's if you watch the Chosen series, they have produced a blended harmony of the gospel called the Chosen Blended Harmony of the Gospel. And I love this version, except I found a typo. Uh, so if you can find the typo I found, I've confirmed that it is a typo. It's actually not a typo. It's the word she is put where it should be he. And so if you find that typo in that uh, version, hit me up and I will send you like a hat or a shirt or something cool just to say thank you for finding the same thing I found. So as far as biographical adventure, I love to read stories of men doing great things. And so the three that I resonate with are these. Undaunted Courage by Stephen Ambrose. Ambrose passed away in 2002. This is the story of the Lewis and Clark adventure. I mean, you want to talk about an epic adventure. Holy cow. Next is the book about Theodore Roosevelt's journey down the Rio de Teodoro, which it used, used to be River of Doubt. Now it's named after him in the Brazilian rainforest. Uh, this trip literally was what contributed to his ultimate death at age 55. The next one is the book called Endurance. It's the story of Ernest Shackleton and his fourth trans-Arctic adventure. Uh, Man, I'm telling you what, these three books, when you walk away, you will go, I am so soft. I am so soft. I don't care if you finish your Spartan race, bro. When you read this stuff, you're just going to be blown away at how tough these men were. So those are my top three biographical adventure books. Now let's move to fiction. I would say about 20%, 15%, 20%, maybe 15% of the books I read are fiction. Uh, I like to read them. They, they're usually a fast read. They're usually a, a nice and relaxing. They keep my mind alive. But, but there are some books that have really impacted me uh, that are fiction books. The first one is called One Second After by William Fortune. This book inspired me because, because we live in America. We don't realize this. We are nine meals away from total anarchy. If we have a supply chain breakdown, it's over. In the pandemic, we had stores emptied. We had people you know, buying out all the toilet paper because of the fear of a lost supply chain. In this book, Fortune 
talks about an EMP, an electromagnetic pulse that's launched, that was launched potentially would be launched over America and how it would shut down the complete grid. And if that ever happened, we live in a world that is completely dependent upon electricity. If we lost electricity for an extended period of time, millions would die within a week. So this gets me thinking about what are some resources I need to have on hand in case of in case of any situation, you know, we in America tend to depend on our government. We tend to depend on other people to take care of us, but we have an obligation as men to take care of those we love. You know, Joseph was empowered by the Pharaoh to build storehouses to overcome the famine, and he did it. And I think for us, we need to have a storehouse, uh, a supply of things, of goods on hand that, uh, that will help us survive a, a grid down or a apocalyptic type of situation. In a couple of weeks, I'll be giving you a, a podcast called the My Seven Bs. Oh, check that. In a few weeks, I'm going to put a podcast live about my list of lists, and I think that will really help you. And it's a, a list of bees, and then what each of those bees represent, and then what you need to collect. And I think that'll be a really great resource for you as you jump into your journey of of preparedness and helping your family have the resources to survive. So this one second after book really impacted my life. Number two is The Old Man in the Sea by Ernest Hemingway, uh, another classic, classic book. And wh why is this such a powerful book for me? Because this book talks about resolve that is often not ever rewarded. It talks about uh, that our, uh, uh, this book talks about our rewards. Uh, it, it's about, it's basically about this man catching a giant marlin in the in Sea of Cortez and what happens there. And oftentimes our greatest efforts go without reward or recognition. And I think there's something powerful to be learned from that book. And I've read that book multiple times. I love that book. Uh, the number three book in my fiction list is The Greatest Salesman in the World by Og Mandino. I've read this book probably five times. It's a short book as well. It's an easy read. This book was incredibly inspiring to me, informing rhythms routines and habits that would get through life, I promise you, you will be misty-eyed by the last five pages of the book. I promise you. Number four for me is Call of Wild uh, by Jack London and his complimentary book to that called White Fang. So Call of the Wild is about a uh, domestic dog becoming wild. White Fang is about a wild wolf becoming domesticated. But what really impacts me about this book is on page 60 and 61 of Call in the Wild, in all of the years reading the Bible, in all of the years reading Christian books, in all of my years being educated for ministry, on pages 60 and 61 in this book written by a non-Christian man, or a man who never professed faith in, faith in Christ, is the greatest single picture of worship I have ever read. And I just can't get through it without, without weeping. And if you watch the movie Call of the Wild, it's the scene where uh, Buck breaks the, breaks the sled out of the snow. So that's all I'm going to tell you. You just got to read the book. And then, of course, number five is my, and this is not an order of, of importance or order of uh, how, how much I like them. This is just random. Number five has got to be Frank Peretti's This Present Darkness and the book, the sequel to that book called Piercing the Darkness. Uh, this is the first book I read as a Christian man, the first book I ever read. I've read this book five, four or five times. This book deals with the principalities and the power of the air, the things that are going on in the world around us that we do not see, the spiritual warfare that is going on. This 
This book is just phenomenal to me. I've read it multiple times. I still believe it's biblical, and it always keeps me aware that there's something going on in the world that we don't see. The sixth fiction book is Lord of the Rings by J.R.R. Tolkien. Now realize Lord of the Rings is the book. Of course, you've got uh, the Fellowship of the Ring. You've got the Two Towers. You've got the Return of the King. Those were split up because people thought they wouldn't read all of them in one book. But this Lord of the Rings is actually one book that Tolkien wrote. It is, the, the attention to detail is unbelievable. Besides Homer's Iliad and some of these ancient works, this was really the first work that I would say is, is mythological, uh, is mystical in its, uh, in its dealings with things. It's really the, the book that kind of launched you know things like Star Wars and these other books. It is just a phenomenal book. I just read I just read all 1200 pages of it last summer. Again, love the book, impressed. So, I'm going to move into the nonfiction and these are my top nonfiction books for men. The first book I want to mention is a new edition, a new edition and it's the book Forgiving Forward by Bill Hebel. You know, I cannot tell you how many men and women I talk to who are walking in Christians who are walking in bitterness. I just received a disturbing call from a man recently who, for the last year, has been carrying incredible unforgiveness and bitterness uh, towards another man. And you know, Christians don't want to talk about this, but we—I believe that a lot of our physical infirmities, I be a lot, believe a lot of the pain that we experience physically, uh, I believe it comes from this. I believe a lot of our emotional trauma it comes from being a, a man or woman who's unwilling to forgive give, and this is the best book I've ever read on the topic. The next one, of course, I Gotta Throw Wild and Harder There by John Eldridge. Read that book six times. That was the first book that I read about manhood and masculinity in 2001 when the book was released, and it continues to be uh, an epic book, and every man should have that in his library. The next one was a book that surprised me several years ago. It's written by the late Reggie Campbell. The book is called What Radical Husbands Do. Uh, this is a very short book, but but man, the way he brings he brings like key points that a man needs to implement in his marriage. You know, burn the ships. You know, love what she loves. You know, accept your bride. These principles have are principles I still teach to this day. And uh, when Rich, this is a phenomenal book. I was just shocked at how great this book was. You need to have it in your library. It's about 130 pages. It's an easy read. The next book uh, is by John Maxwell. It's Delivering the Leader Within You. This is the first book I read as a pastor who wanted to lead people. And every man really needs to read this book. This book will help you understand what it means to lead your life. And most guys I run into that are struggling in life, it's because they don't know how to lead their own life. And I think a lot of pastors get out of ministry early because they, they don't know how to lead their own lives and so how can they lead other people's lives? And so I, this is a key book, key book that uh, every man should own. The next one is called How to Win Friends and Influence People. This is an old book. This book was written before I was born. Dale Carnegie's the author. And this book, my wife and I have taken the principles in this book and we have used them to reach people for Jesus. And, and one of the main principles in this book is people really don't care about you. All they care about is themselves. And if you talk to them about their most important subject, themselves, 
you are going to become a brilliant conversationalist and you're going to impact lives. And so we've used his principles over and over and over again to impact lives for Christ, even though the book is not a Christian book. The next book is Strong Men, Dangerous Times, Five Essentials Every Man Must Possess to Change His World. Again, this is written by yours truly. This book just came out on Audible. And so I am so excited about this book. This is the first book I've ever read or written that really deals with what are the key ingredients that separate a man from a boy. What is a man versus a male? So this book really gives a man a um, this book really gives a man a target to shoot at when he's aiming at masculinity. And, and I, I'm super excited about this book. It just came out on Audible. So you dudes who uh, are commuting back and forth to work that really love education and knowledge but don't have time to read, man, pick up a copy of this book on Audible. You're going to love it. Hey guys, if this podcast helped you today, will you do me a favor? Uh, will you text the link to this show to one of your buddies so they can get involved in, in what, what we have to offer and they can buy into our vision and experience life change, change just as you? Until next time, feel the wet sand on the arena floor. Hear the deafening roar of the crowd. Taste the sweetness of victory. Smell the stench of battle. Get in the game. Get dirty. Grind it out. And be a man. What type of dad are you? Guys, in my 35 years of ministry, I've noticed that guys basically fall into two categories. And in those categories, there are four types of dad or four phases that you pass through as a dad. We just dropped an amazing quiz to help you discover what type of dad you are. Find out what type of father you are and get our custom resources fit to meet the needs and the questions you are asking. Head on over to menarena.org. Join 20,000 men for around the world and find out the type of dad you are.